Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining our podcast today. My name is Safa Genun. I'm a partner at PwC Middle East, and I lead the transfer pricing practice for PwC in the Middle East. This episode is the second of a series of podcasts on TP matters within the sector. The podcast series provides some initial insights on transfer pricing matters for financial services and institutions. And more in particular, the present podcast focuses on transfer pricing aspects of digital banking. Along with this podcast, we are releasing a paper to discuss these initial thoughts in more detail. Today, I have two of my transfer pricing colleagues with me, Zach and Zeshan. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Sure. Hi, I'm, I'm Zach Notman, and I'm a transfer pricing partner in the KSA office. I have about 15 years of TP experience with a focus on financial services. Hi, I'm Zishan Humayu. I'm a director in the Middle East transfer pricing practice based out of Dubai, and I specialize in financial services, and I've been with the firm for over uh, 10 years in the region. Excellent. Thanks, Zach and Zeshan, for your introductions. Let's dive in and start talking about transfer pricing and digital banking. So, Zeshan, why should banks really be thinking about transfer pricing when it comes to their strategy and operating models? Um, that's, that's a great question, Safa, to kick things off. Look, you know, banks are a critical part of uh, any economy. You know, they say banks are to the economy what blood is to the body, right? So, as large and complex organizations, which are potentially uh, spread across multiple entities and jurisdictions, transfer pricing is a significant aspect for bank to think, banks to think about. Um, as we know, the starting point in any transfer pricing study is the function analysis. In essence, you know, looking at the split of functions, assets, and risks between entities or participants in an organization. And therefore, transfer pricing really cuts across a uh, bank's operating model. Accordingly, the split between the functions, assets, and risks across the various types of entities and structures within a bank will have substantial implications for the transfer pricing outcomes. And as we, as we know from our experience with clients, this is an aspect C-suite will want to have continuous visibility on as they develop and execute on their strategy and operating as well as financial models. And all of course, of course, this is all against the backdrop of substantial legislative transfer pricing developments, which we'll talk about later on. And therefore, it is critical that banks are thinking about transfer pricing from a strategy and an operating model perspective to A, optimize their transfer pricing positions, and B, ensure compliance with the transfer pricing rules, which can also cut across multiple jurisdictions. And so, you know, transfer pricing is, is an area of substantial focus for all large organizations, and banks are not any different. Thank you, Zeshan. Transfer pricing is uh, definitely a very, very important area of focus for banks. So there are multiple transfer pricing considerations to be taken into account when a bank launches a digital banking um, segment. What are the three top transfer pricing considerations that you would think of, Zeshan? Yeah, so look, I, I think if I was to list the top three transfer pricing considerations for the launch of a digital bank, you know, I would start with one uh, very detailed and critical assessment of the target operating model to fully understand where the key functions, assets, and risks are going to end up for a new digital bank. So, you know, maybe going into a practical example, if the technology element relating to the digital bank is set up in a standalone entity, 
whilst the banking element, i.e. the regulated aspect, is set up in a separate entity, we end up with a situation where the key functions, assets, and risks are potentially split across multiple entities. And therefore, arriving at the most robust uh, transfer pricing model will require a thorough understanding of the, transfer, of the target operating model. My recommendation here is to ensure that transfer pricing is at the heart of the strategy discussions, so tying that back to my previous comments, and, and not thought of as an after-the-fact aspect, right? So, so really thinking about transfer pricing from the get-go. Uh, the second point would be around robust documentation, and, and here I'm not just talking about transfer pricing documentation, which is you know absolutely critical and needs to be prepared, maintained, and updated regularly, but as I mentioned earlier, transfer pricing really cuts across an organization's value chain. So here aspects such as intergroup agreements, invoices, regulatory filings, are all documents that require input <clears throat> from a transfer pricing perspective to ensure alignment. There should also be mechanisms you know, in place to track the transfer pricing policy. So you know, coming up with policy is one thing, but making sure that it has been operationalized appropriately is another thing. So making sure we have a tracking mechanism. And the last point, the third point, would be around ensuring that the transfer pricing outcomes are aligned with the commercial targets and realities of the business, and ensuring that the transfer pricing models are nimble yet robust, and, and I'm sure we'll touch on that a little later in the discussion. Thank you, Zeshan. Zach, you have an impressive experience dealing with tax authorities around the world, uh, you know, when it comes to transfer pricing audits for banks, and in particular, digital banks. What are your key thoughts in this respect? Sure, yeah, I'll preface my response by saying that transfer pricing disputes are really on the rise globally and definitely in this region specifically. You know, so it's fair to say transfer pricing is an area that's really in the spotlight from a controversy standpoint. Um, for banking, it's no different. You know, I would just call out a few issues that have come up a lot and specifically focused around the, the digital banking component. Um, you know, the first is the question of, of which entity is entitled to book income versus where the significant people functions or SPFs are located. For banks with a heavy fintech component in their business, technology may now be a new value driver to consider, you know, alongside the traditional ones such as underwriting. So tax authorities are looking at whether the income associated with the digital offering aligns with the development management control you know, and, and, and the substance really around that digital offering. Secondly, you know, I think we see a lot of audit activity around head office charges. It's been the case for, for a very long time. Um, for, for groups with the digital bank, what that means is, you know, there, there's specifically issues around how that technology cost is treated in the cost allocation model. Another area of controversy I would highlight is around intercompany lending. You know, financing has been a hot topic also for a number of years. And recently, it's important to note that, you know, the OECD released a new chapter, that's chapter 10, on financial transactions. So banks that are financing their digital bank entity with intercompany debt will want to follow this new OECD guidance. Finally, you know, I think as, as groups are investing heavily in technology, we're seeing, uh, you know, cases bubble up where, losses are, are being borne by one part of the business or another. And there's questions around, you know, who's, who's bearing those losses, which entity is subsidizing another entity and so on. You know, in these cases, tax authorities really want to understand how those losses are dealt with in the transfer pricing model and whether that aligns with, with you know, the contrib contributions of the various entities. 
Excellent. Thank you, Zach, for these valuable insights. So when it comes to banks, there are obviously internal manuals and memorandums of understanding amongst the various departments of the bank, but also between various entities and branches of the bank. And so whilst we have those procedural aspects on the one hand, we oftentimes encounter situations of what we call negotiated transfer pricing, and that is pertaining to the need uh, for uh, various parties, related parties, to negotiate the transfer pricing aspects and arrive at a compromise. One area that uh, we often encounter in this respect is startup losses. Zeshan, what is your experience with uh, the treatment of startup losses? Yeah, Safa, thanks for that. So, so look, startup losses uh, is a key area of focus for, for tax authorities and, and really needs a lot of focus from a transfer pricing perspective. And here it really goes to the transfer pricing model that has been selected because, you know, will, the model that you will select will have to take into account the expected financial outcome. So again, going back to the target operating model and the, you know, the expected financials from the digital banking operations as, as you know, the bank builds up capacity and business. So here, for example, if you go back to my earlier example, where we have a technology company, for example, and where a limited risk entity model is selected, uh, you know, that technology company will be insulated from any losses and will be entitled to a target return, right? So you sort of protect that entity from any losses. However, if you move to an alternative model, perhaps a, a profit split or, you know, effectively a loss split, then the transfer pricing model, you know, may need to be adjusted to account for a phased approach or implementation due to the early startup losses or other commercial considerations. So, you know, it really goes back to, to, to being part of the conversation early on, understanding how the, the digital banking business is going to grow and how transfer pricing is going to tie in with that. Excellent. Thank you, Zeshan, for these thoughts. I think uh, besides the negotiation aspects, we also have um, an evolving tax and transfer pricing landscape here in the Middle East. And this all doesn't make it easy for banks to cope with all the changes. Excellent. Now moving on and taking into consideration all the complexities and technical aspects discussed so far, what would you suggest, Zach, in terms of the best approach for TP analysis in the context of digital banking? Sure. So what, what I would say is, is, first off, you know, these new proposals from the OECD, what we're calling BEPS 2.0, they're, they're both complex and far-reaching and, and will have a big impact on transfer pricing, right? Um, unfortunately, it's not one size fits all. You know, there, there are differences, first of all, with the rules themselves, there are differences in terms of the size of companies, the profitability, the industry, you know, banks will have some exemptions, but then there are carve-outs within those exemptions. And then of course, transfer pricing itself is, is never one size fits all. There's a lot of gray area. You know, as we heard, um, you know, Zishan mentioned, you could end up with a profit split or somewhere on the other side um, with the TNMM or somewhere in the middle. So suffice to say, you know, what, what I would say is that before, get, before figuring out how to react to um, the current environment, you know, I think the first step is really, you know, to do an impact assessment with, with some educated guesses on, you know, what if scenarios. Um, you know, re restructuring definitely takes time and, and can be complicated. And, um, you know, these, these provisions are, you know, BEPS 2.0 will likely, some of them will become law very soon, we think. You know, so now would be a, a good time to just get a handle on the impact 
and give yourself enough runway to figure out how, how you're gonna respond in time. Thank you, Zach. Um, these are all valuable insights. And to me, it's pretty evident that, that there are a lot of important transfer pricing considerations to take into account in the context of a digital bank. Um, so these aspects are all quite relevant and I would say even crucial. So it appears that we have just scratched the surface on these aspects and therefore we're all looking forward to hear more from you, Zach and Zishan, more in detail on these aspects, on you know practical considerations for financial institutions as it comes to their transfer pricing matters. Zach and Zishan, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Dear listeners, thank you all for joining us and please stay tuned for future podcasts and initiatives from both Zach and Zeshan. Thank you.